Hey, this is Karen, and this is episode number 12 of my high school soccer coaching journey. And this week, I'm just going to share coaches meeting, player team meeting, and the focus was our formation, player responsibility, and roles within that formation. Um, And so at the beginning of the week, last week, I sat down as we do now via Zoom, and I had put together a presentation on the formation that I wanted to run with the boys, just kind of based off of conversations that I had had with the coaches previously and after watching Huddle and just kind of looking at some of the traits and attributes of our players felt, you know, consistent with the idea of the formation that we chose to go with. Then what I wanted to do, and one of the big things that came up from individual interviews with the players back in January and February was some of them didn't really understand what the expectation of them was during games dependent on the position that they were in. Um, and what I think is a couple of them even said, I just felt like I was just running around trying to make things happen. And I didn't really know what my, you know, my objective or what my focus should have been. So what I did was I went through it with the coaches. And I said, hey, here's a presentation I put together, but I need your input and ideas. And the one thing I loved about it and I enjoy about my coaching group right now, our staff, is their ability to just kind of openly share ideas. And I told them when they first came along and we decided to join me, I said, I don't want a bunch of yes men. So if you've got an idea or if I throw something out and you're like a little hesitant and you're not sure about it or you want to tweak something, like, you know, for the learning curve of me and for our team and for the betterment of everyone, if there's something you want to do that you think can improve, then share it. Um, So Monday we went through, got some really good input and feedback from the coaches and then went ahead and so that was on Monday evening. So Thursday night went through the same presentation, added uh, and edited little bits and pieces that the coaches and I discussed at the beginning of the week and shared it with the players. Went through, here's the attributes I look for in a nine. Here's the offensive responsibilities. Here's the defensive responsibilities. Here's the part of the pitch that you're going to be covering for the most part if you are a nine. And we went through every position from 10 to the 7-11 to the 3 and 2, the 4 and the 5. What do we do with the 6 and 8? Even number one, the goalkeeper. Um, And then my follow-up was with the players was to ask them, after seeing the presentation, after hearing, you know, what I expect from you as, you know, specific position, no play, what what spot do you think that you fit the best in? Which one, after hearing the attributes and the responsibilities and the roles and the amount of the field that you have to cover, which one kind of fits what you think you would be as a player? And then my second question with them was, what is a professional or who is a professional player or a professional players that you know that plays in that position of yours? And the cool thing about that was, for me, was number one, I really like the idea of the players kind of saying, hey, I like the idea of, and some of them give some great uh, reasons behind like why they felt really confident and comfortable doing um, whatever it was position-wise. 
And then the other thing I thought was really cool was the different types of players that were selected. Uh, you know, you always think that kids only think about the Messi's and the Ronaldo's, and those are ones that stand out. But the, one of the cool things was there were uh, really cool outside backs that were brought up, even players that I grew up watching, like a Patrick Vieira. That was one of the players that was suggested by one of the players uh, on my team. And I think that's really, really cool that they are, they number one, it shows that they're, they watch the game a bit, they're into it. Uh, and so I love it because as we keep going forward uh, and we're looking for examples for these kids to see visually, I can say, hey, you know, when you pointed out like Trent Arnold Alexander, I think I just messed that up, but if you watch him, what things do you notice about his movement for? What do you see about his movement defensively when you watch games or if you just YouTube and watch um, just clips of him uh, doing his thing? And those are the types of things that, that I want to continue to build on and use so that it's something that the kids are locked into that's a player that they recognize and relate with in a way, and then I can just build off of that. Really, really cool experience with that. We finished the week off with our Saturday morning Zoom, and we talked about pre-game mentality. What's going through your mind as you prepare for a game, as you're on the bus, as you're getting off the bus, as you start to get your stuff on uh, pre-game, what's going through your mind? And what was a huge surprise to me was pretty much, I would say all of the players did not have a pre-game ritual of any kind uh, in terms of how they got locked in, how they got amped up, how they were ready tactically, technically. Like, they just kind of went through the motions. And so that's something I know that's on my to-do list as a coach is to prepare this group to, number one, I'm going to prepare them prior to the game so that they know what the expectations are of them on the field when we're in possession or during throw-ins or corners or whatever it might be. Uh, but I'm also going to work on them while we're on the bus. Like, hey, this is the time to start thinking about visualizing your, you know, quality first touches. Uh, the ability to, like, right now think about there's going to be a mistake made. Think about your positive talk. Like, all the things that we've been working on with mentality, uh, like I said, a lot of the boys that I spoke with, actually all of them, didn't have you know, other than why well, listen to music all right that's great i know that kind of gets you psyched you enjoy it you kind of relaxes you i love that idea but what else do you do and it was just a lot of silence and like uh i don't really do a whole lot so that's something we're going to work on um i think giving the players an idea of because i think when it comes to formation my thought was and just from their feedback like i said in earlier interviews was a lot of us like to go, hey, let's throw some cones down or let's play 4-3-3 and let's just go. Or let's go, let's run 4-2-3-1 or let's go 4-4-2 or whatever it is that you, uh, you know, you choose to play. And then we just kind of expect players to already know what the heck that even means. Uh, And as you know, just, or I know, just watching like pro games, that there are teams that play you know, whatever, 4-3-3, which is kind of the big, just normal one. 
there are teams in the pros that play 4-3-3, and each of them runs it completely different. They ask different things with their six. They do different things with their 7-11. Does their nine to stay high? Does they keep checking? Like the false nine. Like there's all so many different varieties. And our players are smarter nowadays and know things like that. So I'm excited because they now have a somewhat clear picture so that when we do get to the field, hopefully sooner than later, we can start working through some of those things um, and start working on relationships between players within that formation that we have and start developing those roles in the chemistry uh, and what have you. So super excited. Cannot wait for this next week. Got a lot planned again with my coaches meeting and another team meeting coming up with the players. Hey, it's Karen with Middletown High School Soccer, mini soccer, family, brick by brick.